Okay, good morning. My name is Jeremiah Thomas, uh, and this I'm sitting here with Tony Burke, uh, one of the elders here at Grace Prez, uh, for the next installment of Getting to Know Grace. Um, this is just a, a short podcast where uh, I basically ask some simple questions to our elders and to our staff, and eventually, hopefully, to the members of the church where uh, we can get to know one another a little better. Uh, Tony, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. Um, perhaps a a quick um, side note, I have my small newborn child in the room with us, uh, the very astute and, and uh, serious listener may hear coos, they may even hear cries. Um, sorry? I don't know what else to say. Uh, how much more appropriate for this time of the season of year, you know, Christmas season, a little baby seem to go hand in hand. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Well, Tony, to get us started, um, maybe could you just tell us how uh, you came to be at Grace? Uh, this is kind of a question I've been asking all the elders, uh, and I, I've been finding them very interesting to see the providence of the Lord, and so I can't wait to hear yours. Well... We were members, and Jan and I, my wife, and I were members down at First Presbyterian uh, downtown for about uh, 17 or 18 years, and uh, had uh, on several occasions there had been discussions about starting a church in the Northeast, and Grace uh, was the fulfillment of that uh, forward thinking or that vision, and mm-hmm. so it was a natural step for us to to move into the startup team there. At, mm-hmm. At first press. Very cool. Um, did you have, you know, when you were when you were looking at joining the startup team, did you have any preconceived notions that were kind of how it would be, or maybe you know things that you saw once you got into the team? I mean, was there any surprises in that? Well, every step along the way is a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what do I mean by that? Jan and I had not been through a. St- church startup before okay and we've been part of a, multiple churches throughout um our marriage and uh, but grace was the first birthing that we'd been a part mm-hmm. of and mm-hmm. it's been neat to be uh, a part of that and, and grace as be, being a newborn church is uh every step it takes you uh, you see a little wobble every now and then and and you see God step in and give her uh, mm-hmm. direction. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, before coming to Grace, obviously I haven't been uh, to a ton of churches, but the churches that Rebecca and I have served in and have uh, have been members of are, are, have all been over 100 years old. Uh, and, you know, this is fairly typical with the ARP denomination. You know, we have very old and established churches. And so uh, it is just kind of a different feel, right, coming into a newborn church. I like how you put that. No, it is. It's uh, and We're learning to walk. Yeah. Um, and hopefully to the Lord's glory. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, well, that's very cool. Um, kind of moving maybe uh, a little back in time, could you tell us, uh, you know, maybe how you came to faith, um, how Christ saved you, or, uh, you know, maybe some integral moments in, in your faith, uh, in your testimony? Sure. I, I came to faith uh, relatively late. I was 24 years old uh, when I uh, received Christ, and I'll say when it stuck. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was brought up in a in a uh, home that went to church uh, quite regularly uh, in another denomination that is somewhat heretical Mm -hmm. very works based Mm -hmm. and I actually walked the aisle at age 12 but it was a legalistic faith uh, 
that, and I didn't understand grace till I was age 24. Hmm. So though I was baptized at age 12, I kind of look at that as an infant baptism. Right. It was a it was a Trinitarian formula baptism, but my understanding of God's grace and and the fact that I was His child, nothing could tear me away from Him. Hmm. Uh, didn't come till about age 24 hmm. in um, March of that year. Um, and the, I was about ready to graduate from college at that time. And when I received Christ, I asked the Lord to do two things for me. I said, Lord, I don't know a lot about Scripture, mm-hmm. so please place me in a Bible-believing church mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and that has good sound teaching and, and really relies on the Word. And then second, I said, I need friends um, because the walk that I've been having it was it was more of a nightclub kind of walk mm-hmm. if you know what I mean I, I was into a lot of things I shouldn't have been mm-hmm. and I knew that that wasn't where I needed to stay mm-hmm. and I needed friends that would not draw me back into that mm-hmm. it just so happened I was moving from Chattanooga Tennessee which was my home um, just after college down to um, Augusta Georgia and the, the Lord put in my path uh, something that would interest any 24-year-old man. There were two two little ladies that lived <laughs> across the street from me, two, two young ladies, and they invited me to go to church with them. And uh, uh, in particular, they said there was a young lady I should meet down at this church downtown in Augusta. It was a Presbyterian church. And I'd never been in a Presbyterian church in my life. And I, I said, okay, I'll go. But I was so embarrassed that I was going for that purpose, I never introduced myself to, to that. <laughs> well, not for months, anyway. Yeah. But I got to I got to First Pres in Augusta, and I was met at the door of the singles group, which was a pretty good sized singles group, um, eighty to hundred people. Oh well. Uh, this big gentleman, and when I say big, he was big. <laughs> um, he kind of you know, skipper and Gilligan like. Yeah. He wrapped his arm around my shoulder and says, <laughs> "You stick with me, buddy, and I'll I'll take you through today." Right. And so uh, was warmly enfolded uh, into the Sunday school class and then uh, when I got over to uh, worship he stuck with me there and he's and uh, the first thing that one of the first things that Pastor John Oliver said uh, was now I want you to have your Bibles out mm-hmm. and if I say anything that's not in the Bible mm-hmm. don't believe it mm-hmm. uh, and if you and if you don't read it the same way uh, ask questions mm-hmm. and uh, and that told me that, hey, this is somewhere where I'm going to learn what the Bible really says. Mm. And so I, I started coming back. Um, that night, uh, two, uh, that afternoon, uh, two men in the singles group asked me to go have ice cream with them after uh, mm. church that night. And uh, they asked me two questions. And um, these were two single guys that were my age. Mm-hmm. And they said, Tony, if you should die tonight, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? And I go, yes, I do. And he said, and if you got got to the doors of heaven and and the Lord asked you, why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say? Uh, and I said, well, it wasn't, it wasn't because of anything I've done. It's because of the work of Jesus Christ. In those two questions, they did something uh, that spoke to me very deeply. And it's that they showed me that they cared more about my spiritual well-being, hmm. my soul, mm-hmm than they did just being buddy buddies. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, Lord, you've answered both my questions in the mm-hmm. same day. I'm going to stick around and see what Presbyterian belief is about yeah. and how it meshes with the Bible. And uh, from there, I was 
put in a, a small group, became joined a small group, mm-hmm. and the Lord's discipled me very well through that church. Mm. Wow, praise the Lord for that testimony. You know, it, it's funny. A lot of times when people think about Presbyterians, they think about uh, very old white men, sometimes Scottish, uh, who just like procedure, uh, which there may be a hint of truth in that. Uh, However, you know, just like you were saying, uh, you know, in many Presbyterian denominations, especially ours, the ARP, uh, the doctrines of grace are held so highly. Um, uh, They're biblical and we love them. And it's just a lot of times people can lose that. And so it's very encouraging for me to hear that. It's uh, a great testimony. Well, it, it's really neat. This uh, singles group, by the time we got out of it, um, there was uh, between 100 and 120 singles between the ages of uh, roughly 20 and 30. Another group for over 30s. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, very vital, uh, uh, god fearing, um, truth-loving individuals, many of whom we're still in contact with even today, uh, many years later, and um, and many of whom are actually in active Christian service. Um, it's, it's been neat to see how the Lord works in the y- young people mm-hmm. uh, of mm-hmm. our congregation, and there's a lot more going on than we really perceive, For sure. we really see. And yeah. so uh, grace, we... we want to be as welcoming as we can to the young people because they really breathe li- breathe life mm-hmm. into the uh, in the congregation Definitely. life of the church and and of note uh ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this podcast tony just advocated for an ice cream ministry uh, <laughs> and so we'll get on that as soon as possible i think you know even in our new church building we need to have an ice cream shop so just go ahead and email brandon and let him know that that's what y'all want. Oh, yeah. It was Swenson's ice cream, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll remember that. We'll I, rem- remember that. I remember that 35 years later. I love it. Um, okay. Well, you you had mentioned very briefly previously your wife, Jan. Yes. Could you tell us um, when you met her, how you met her? Was that in Augusta? or It, it was okay. in Augusta. She um, was overseas. She, many people know, some don't. Uh, she was actually a, a missionary for a little over two years in wow. Kenya, where she, okay. where she was a dorm parent to missionaries' kids at uh, the Rift Valley Academy over wow. there um, with AIM. Um, when she came, and, and I had seen her face on her prayer cards, mm-hmm. but I hadn't met her after I had been at uh, at First Press there for about a year and a half. She came home from the mission field. And it was in October, September, October of that year, maybe in November, late. It was the county fair time. Mm. Um, and a friend of mine gave me a call looking for my roommate. <laughs> and um, he was going to go to the fair with two young ladies that wanted to go to the fair. Yeah. And they didn't want to go uh, alone in that area of town. So he, the only time I ever, my roommate ever worked late so God's providence was at work. Right. Uh, he was not there, and I was, and I went with uh, uh, the three of them to the county fair, and that's when I met Jan. Oh. Um, and she impressed me uh, in many, many ways. But I was very shy and and relatively, you know, just a couple of years out of the nightclub scene. I wasn't... Um, willing to just jump into any kind of relationship but as mm-hmm. I watched her from afar for the next three months I noticed something special about her mm. and it's that as a young single woman she was not uh, hanging out with the rest of the young single 
ladies and gentlemen during the worship service. She was sitting with a group of little old ladies mm. administering to them who had been her, uh, her prayer partners when she was overseas. Mm-hmm. And, and her heart for those ladies quickened my heart. Mm. And um, after about three months, I built up courage enough to ask her out. And the rest is history. Wow. That's that's really cool. It is encouraging. It does it doesn't surprise me in the least, you know, meeting Jen now uh, and seeing her servant heart. I, I didn't know that she had, had done that, was a missionary. You said in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cool, um, very encouraging. Wow. Um, Tony, maybe changing gears a little bit. Uh, as an elder, you are, uh, though all elders have their hands in all of the things, uh, your responsibility over international missions uh you're on that uh, committee of our church. You're kind of, you have your hand in uh, a lot of the missionaries' lives. You know what's going on with them. You get updates from them. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, kind of what that entails, what that role entails? Is just kind of, you know, are you the elder that connects the missionaries to the sh- session or to the congregation? Or, you know, what, what's going on there? What, you know, what do we need to know about that? Well, about two or three years ago, we were, we were putting together the budget and it, our first budget, if I remember correctly. And uh, one of the things that we saw an area that we wanted to step into mm-hmm. as a session was international missions. Obviously, we want um, um, ministry here on the home front too, mm-hmm. it's, and they're not separate. It's all part of the overall um, mission that Christ has given His church. Right, but. Um, Jan and I, through the years, have had um, experience in the mission endeavor and working with missionaries, and so this was just something that the Lord laid on my heart that I wanted to continue to do. Yeah. And so we interjected a small budget that year, and uh, of course we had the Kings as part of our uh, congregation for the first year before they went mm-hmm. out uh, at that point. They went to Mexico and then in Chile, and now they're in Spain. Um, so we've maintained that relationship, and they were actually our first missionaries, okay. uh, missionary couple yeah. that we as a church began to support, hmm. and we did that early on. Um, after that, um, the Roblo family became uh, near and dear to the church through Philippe, uh, who, mm-hmm. of course, played in the in the band, uh, the worship team with us, and... Um, with the contacts that we've had through the years and our ties with First Press, we've been able to partner uh, with them some to uh, learn about opportunities and things of that nature. Um, as a session member, at first I was the chair of the missions committee, and we we uh, brought together a group of seven of us. Um, also, Brandon serves as an um, um, What's the what's the word? Uh, ex member, ex officio yeah. member yeah. of the standing advisor member maybe. advisor to the to the committee. Um, so we uh, started looking at what roles the Lord would have Grace to fulfill um, relative to the, to the Great Commission. And one of the things that became obvious is He had placed men and women in our congregation that had a heart for ministry. And mm-hmm. so rather than picking a particular field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and say we're going to go to Muslims and right. wherever Pakistan, uh, we, yeah. we said uh, who is the Lord laying on our heart as a congregation mm-hmm. and let's see how we can um, 
aid members of our congregation mm. or those that are close to our congregation to fulfill God's vision for them. Mm. So the Kings were one. The Robolo family um, uh, are some some people that Jan and I and many members of, of mm-hmm. Grace have had experience with. Mm-hmm. Um, they were members down at First Pres, and she was the the church nurse. Uh, and they're in France and been doing a, a good uh, amount of work there, helping counsel um, uh, missionaries who mm. have needs yeah. on the field. Most people don't realize the number one reason for um, missionaries coming home is not because of lack of funding. Mm. It's because of problems that arise in the field that mm-hmm. need attention right. and counseling or uh, things of that nature. And so the Robolos are there ministering to them. Katie Schuler is another one in her congregation who has had a heart for missions, mm-hmm. and it, she she bleeds um, passion for the lost overseas, mm-hmm. and, and particularly in the uh, East, yeah. um, whether it was China, where she's been before, or Japan, where she is now. Mm-hmm. So the committee sees those things, right. and then we keep our eyes open to other opportunities and others that are dear to our congregation. Mm-hmm. And and we want to reach to into those people's uh, calling, hmm. if you will. Yeah, um, maybe kind of riffing on what you were just saying. You know, it, it seems like you have a lot of knowledge about our missionaries. Uh, is there a way, you know, maybe emails or maybe maybe signing up for prayer letters if they have them, things like that? How the congregation can be a little can be involved if they would like to do that? Oh, yes. Um, There are multiple ways you can do that. Um, Quite often you'll see information in the bulletin Mm -hmm. um, on Sunday mornings that has information relative to particular missionaries and usually a link um, there how they can be uh, reached. Um, We also have prayer cards that are out front where you get your bulletins quite often. Mm -hmm. But at any time, we can be contacted. Ed Schuler is now the chair of the committee, okay. and I am the um, session representative on yeah. that committee. Um, there are also other members. Um, obviously, Jan is on the committee. Uh, um, Harmon, um, mm-hmm. Amanda Harmon mm-hmm. is, is on the committee. Andy Anderson is on the committee. Um, uh, a new member of the committee, Zan Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can contact any of us, and we'll get you in contact with those missionaries. And when we have them home, we try to offer, uh, give opportunities by hosting them in our home right. so that they can spend time with individuals right. of, the, of the congregation. And we invite others to do the same. Hmm. Um, in, in today's modern age of technology, mm-hmm. telephone uh, <laughs> is, is available. You, we, can, we can text them. We can email them. That we is can, nice. We can FaceTime them. Yeah, that uh, is nice. Uh, and we do all those things. And mm. it is incredible how that has trans, uh, uh, yeah, transformed care. Transformed and, yeah. care and, yeah. and, and the ability to know. Connection. And, and, oh, an yeah. example was in the latest incident in France uh, where um, within... Uh, ten minutes of the occurrence, I mm-hmm. had received a FaceTime um, message or a f- I, I message yeah. from Miss um, uh, Robolo hmm. and for to be in prayer. And yeah. within five minutes of that, the, all the session had been contacted, mm-hmm. and we as a church were praying for our mm-hmm. missionaries and for the people of France. That's yeah, that's powerful. Uh, it, it was it was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, we're coming near the end, Tony. Thank you for. Um, talking to me 
for just a short amount of time. I feel like uh, there's so much to talk about, especially when we're delving into international missions. But, uh, you know, maybe to end, we'll end kind of as I've ended with the other elders. You know, do you have a thought or, um, you know, a desire for grace that you have for the congregation right here, right now, uh, moving forward? Uh, lots of stuff is happening, uh, but is, do you have a word for the congregation that you would like to tell them? Um, as I was kind of driving down here today, the Lord laid a passage on my heart. And it's Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, but really it's really Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. Mm. Um, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through mm-hmm. faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the, you know, mm-hmm. it's the gift of God. And not of works, lest any man should boast. So the fact that we know that God has saved us and provided um, rede- redemption mm-hmm. um, and that he's given us the faith that we have, mm. it, it humbles us. But then Ephesians 10 said, For we are created in Christ Jesus into good works, that we should walk in them. Mm. Um, grace is a family, and beyond that, we're a light to the world around us. Um, there are good works that God lays on our hearts mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. and. As a congregation, what we're to do, and as individuals of that congregation, we're to we're to see what it is the Lord would have us to do for each other, mm. and and how we might share the good news of Christ to the world around us. Um, the fact that I remembered that passage is a miracle, eh? <laughs> but um, uh, I, I don't remember things as well as I used to, <laughs> but. But but it's centered in God's word. Mm-hmm. So if I were going to give one word of encouragement to our congregation, it's that they would spend daily time in the word, mm. communing with God, and seeing what it is that he has for them. It may be a gift of grace for them. Mm. It may be a gift of grace for others. And, and that's how uh, the church family lives and breathes. Mm. So that would be my word of encouragement. Well, thank you for it. Tony, thank you for this. Thank you.